What's up, y'all? I'm Otil. And I'm Mike. And we are on Patreon. Get on the bus, you guys. Get your bus pass. We put out an additional episode every week where we answer questions from you. Or sometimes we may just get off on a tangent about something important or cool that happened that day or a couple days ago. Yeah, it's Otil and I catching up and you are invited. So if you head to patreon.com slash comes a time pod, uh, you can join us. Uh, you can get the bus pass. We have some incredible merch coming soon. Uh, we've got a lot of great surprises. So uh, we would love to have you guys head on over. Yes. Most of all, we want to connect with you. So uh, get on the bus, y'all. What's up? Welcome back to Cubs of Time. I'm O'Teal. And I'm Mike. And uh, we had a really fun talk today with uh, my pal, um, the hilarious Jessica Kirsten, um, stand-up comedian. I mean, just all-around great person. My, I have a wicked headache from laughing. My face hurts. I knew it was going to hurt. But, wow. This one... <laughs> there's no word you just you're gonna laugh or you're gonna be horrified <laughs> i hope you laugh because no. that's all we can do and uh it's a good one and it's uh you know a quick story about jessica before we go to the episode um we last week when listening to bill walton he talked about there's those people that show up in your life at the right time, you know, and Jessica was one of those people for me because I was very, very new to stand up and I was traveling in and out of the city and it was very hard. And every time I went in to do stand up, it would cost me money. I wasn't at the point where I was like making money doing it. You have to spend a couple years eating shit no matter what you do, right? In the art world. So I was doing a show. She saw me and I was kind of getting to the point like maybe I'm not going to be able to pull this off. Like maybe. I just don't know. It's 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 a hard thing to navigate. Nobody says like here's the the map on how to be a stand up comedian in New, New York City. Here's the clubs you go to. Here's the you have to figure it all out. You just keep mining for information, you know. And she saw me and she was like, "You're very funny. Would you like to host my Saturday night shows at Gotham Comedy Club?" And I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing! Saturday night, New York City," and I would go down to the city and I my. I'd bring my then girlfriend, now wife, and we would like go to dinner and I would go do the show. And it was this big thing. And, you know, years later, I'd just, it would just be another gig. But at the time, yeah. work on a Saturday night in Manhattan, you know? And for like seven or eight weeks, I never crossed my mind that I got paid for it. And then somebody came up to me at, at that worked at the club and they said, you know, we have an envelope with like $400, $500 upstairs for you. And I was like, I get paid for this. And it was like this amazing, it was like a little savings account that the club had for me. And, uh, but you know, it was a time when I was like, I don't think I'm good enough to, to, I, I had no idea how I was gonna, but that step that, that her going, I think you're funny. I like you host these shows for me. And, and I did, and it gave me the confidence to stick it out. You know, so she's always going to be. And, and then from there, our friendship just has blossomed and she's an unbelievably kind and amazing person. But I just I wanted to give her a little shout because that that those are those little moments that we don't even know. Sometimes we might be giving someone the the confidence boost or the gift that they need at the time. Like she did that for me. Totally not. I didn't ask her or anything. It was just right timing. I so thanks, everybody, Jess. Everybody's going to be able to feel that in the podcast too, because when you guys get going riffing together, it just was like, I was like, oh shit. What I missed. So I'm glad you loved it. Oh, I would. I, it's the best. It's the best. Well, you're going to love this one. Yeah. We hope you love it. And uh, thank you for uh, always being here with us. Um, thanks for being part of the support of the Osiris podcast network that we're a part of you can check out all the great podcasts at osirispod.com in fact otil were you just recently on one of our brother or yeah, sister podcasts with uh, chris pandolfi on his podcast he's a banjo player and uh one of my teachers really really great guy awesome so, 
Yeah, so everybody check that out. And if you want another episode from us every week, you can go over to Patreon and buy your bus pass and take the trip with us. It's at uh, comes uh, patreon.com slash comes a time pod. So enjoy Jessica. Go find everything of her and watch her and support her and follow her and all that stuff. And uh, take an Advil because you're going to have a headache from laughing. <laughs> Peace. Hey, Osiris listeners, we want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Mike. Jessica, this is Oteil. Oteil, Jessica. Hi, Oteil. You have the same name as my wife, so oh. it's to remember. <laughs> Jessica Kirsten Burbridge. <laughs> How's how are you? You're where are you? You're in a purple room. No, I'm not in a purple room. I'm in my walk-in closet, and I put up a curtain behind me, um, which has color, obviously, because I'm so dead inside. I'm always <laughs> in black, and I'm sad. So I th- feel like this color kind of makes me look more okay. Jess, I was telling Otila last night on the phone that I, I'm all through quarantine. Now that it's getting cold, I'm dressing like a mobster in witness protection. <laughs> yeah. Like I just have black sweatpants, black hoodie, black t-shirt, and like gray sneakers. And I just take the trash in and out. I get the mail and that's fucking it. I know. It's horrible. It's really, it's a lot. It's terrible. Are you doing stand-up? I mean... Uh, yes, I'm doing some Zoom shows, which are either okay, they're fine, or they're horrific. And then I'm doing some in-person stuff, which is just obviously dwindling out now. Um, I'm supposed to do some indoor shows soon, and I feel weird about it. But it's it's I have children, and it's money. And I'll be, you know, I'll be okay. Uh, but I don't know what the audience will do, but I'm I'll be distanced from everybody. How old are your kids? I have a 14-year-old who lives with my ex right near me. And then I have a five-year-old and twin um, 18-month-old. So, yeah, it's a lot. And I'm I'm an old mom. Like, I'm basically, I'm almost in diapers. So... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah. that has nothing to do with your age. That's just that you yeah. shit your pants constantly. Yeah, we share diapers because my kids are really fat. Both of them are <laughs> fucking huge. So we just we switch off diapers. I'm an old dad too. I'm 56. I got a five year old. Oh, so you get it. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. Being sleep deprived at this age is it's no joke. But no. twin 18 month olds. Yes, and they're all girls. I have, I'm actually telling you this and I'm like, how am I even okay? I, I'm really, yeah. That's what I want to know. Cause I'm like, wow, you look remarkably like even keeled. And- oh my God, I'm not. I mean, Mike knows that. I'm so not even keeled. <laughs> I, I try to do a lot of work on being okay. Like it's a daily thing. I have to read meditation books and change my thoughts in my head. That's my new thing. Like if I do something, I'm like, you piece of shit. And I'm like, Jessica, don't say that to yourself. You're okay. Like, I have to literally keep talking to myself to keep myself sane. That's one of my favorite things about your comedy was uh, Mike and and I have this ongoing thing about the critic, you know, always in your ear. I was watching you on YouTube and you turned around away from the audience and then your critic (laughs) 
just had to. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. I was like, wow, she uses her critic in the show. I was like, now that's how to do it right there. Fucking brilliant. Most people get it, but some people are so confused when I do it. And it's like, I'm just talking, I'm always in my head. Like yesterday, there wasn't a second in the day that I wasn't having a conversation. And it's always negative. Like it's never always. positive. Like, oh, things are going to be great. It just spirals into this horrible negative story. It's never, almost like, you know, oh, you did a good job there. You know, yeah. I have pat on the back, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking crazy. Like I'm having a whole conversation with myself. Do you, ever, do you ever name the voices or name the voice? That's a trick that someone told me recently. An old hippie said that he names the voice and screams back at it. That's a good that idea. Helps. Well, it is like this little girl. I see it as, you know, it's my little. It's the little kid in me, little Jessica, mm. and I have, um, you know. I've treated her like shit for years and I'm trying to nurture that. I know it sounds corny to some people, but it really is. It's from childhood. I mean, that's what it's from. It's also from being an addict, but it's, it's from childhood of just always feeling like I'm wrong. I'm bad. I did, you know, I have to like reprogram my brain. This, this pandemic definitely gave me like the, you and I have had, I mean, I've, you and I, for the people who don't know, I, I love my entire heart. Like I would take a bullet for you. I love you so much. And you've been there for me so many times and we've talked on the road and we've talked, we've been on the road together and we've, no matter what, I can always count on Jessica to like, just like you, Atiyah, like no matter how weird it is, my feelings or how I'm the only one that feels this way, I know I can go right to Jessica and she's like, yep, I've yep. been there. I feel it. And it's and the pandemic made it weird because the one out with anxiety, it's always like, ah, it's just the voice. It's just the voice. But then this pandemic hits and you're like, oh, no, this shit's finally real. Like everyone's feeling it. Yeah. You know, it's like we've been practicing for the game and it's like 2020 was like our Super Bowl anxiety Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I, I find that I need to talk to people who get it. Like, I don't have any time or energy anymore to talk to someone who's like, it's fine. Everything's okay. Like, I just want, you know, it's so refreshing when people are like, no, it's really shitty right now and it will get better. But this is tough. Absolutely. What's it like being like a parent and trying to like keep your anxiety checked in front of your kids or are you just out with it? Well, I look at that a lot, right? <laughs> I try to not be anxious and tense around them. It's very hard. I mean, I just sometimes have to remove myself and just take a breath and work on it. But it's a, it's a challenge every day. And then sometimes it's good because it takes my mind off things to just be with them and play with them. And I don't, I'm not thinking about what's going on because again, I can get so negative in my head um, because really there's no answers about the future. And especially mm. with what we do, it's really scary and it's weird to not be sh performing. Oh my God, it's awful because our brains are still our brains. We're still dented and we still think about things the way that we do, but there's no outlet. We've talked about that so many times. You know that feeling when it's like you have that thought that sticks to the inside of your head and you're like, this one I have to pay attention to. Yeah. And it turns into a bit and you're able to yes. watch it go until it's like, ready to be birthed yeah there's no i mean we both do that and we've talked about bits there's no working on a bit anymore which is no. i don't know how people have a new act because i'm having a very hard time coming up with material right now which is upsetting of course and you the momentum too i, I can't think about the momentum leading up to march of 2020 or whatever mm -hmm. and you were you you were like on, on a rocket ship you know, like you were taken off immensely. Yeah. And I have to be grateful for what I've done and what I have, because if I focus on, again, the negative, like, oh, my God, I was right there. And then this pandemic hit. Well, at least, you know, people in my family are OK. Like, I have to always look, try to be grateful. But then yeah. it's also important to acknowledge that it's hard and it sucks. Um. And, you know, it will get better, but it's, 
I wasn't on momentum and I was performing a shitload and I had a year of work every weekend, every week at clubs all over the country, all over the world. And it was all canceled. And they're not even rescheduling 90% of it because they don't know when they're going to open. I mean, they're not even like looking into March or April right now. It's it's just. Yeah. And yeah. the ones that do want to reschedule, you're almost like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> like, it's like, I don't want to go there, you know? Yeah. I know. I really don't want to fly places and do stand up. And, and also the clubs are only offering, you know, they'll offer you a weekend, but it's for like half the money or even less than you'd normally make. So it's not worth it for me to get on a plane and, and do that. No, no, absolutely not. Otiel gets to, he's down in Florida. So he gets to do outdoor shit all year, mm -hmm. which is, I'm jealous of. And we're going to try to do it. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see if we get away with it. But it's been hard because you're like, well, what am I going to do? I got to try to figure out how to do this at home. I don't want to pass the anxiety and tension on to my kids, but <clears throat> it's real. Like, I don't know when we'll start like playing big places again, like what we were doing. I know. It's the art of it. It's it's really, it's not for me, and I'm sure you guys relate. I mean, it is the money, of course. Yeah. but so much more it, it's it's so much more of the not being able to do what i love and the loss it's like losing someone i literally feel like it's been the biggest loss for me mm -hmm. uh, to lose my art and the stand-up and the rhythm and the because it's therapy as you both know i'm sure right. it's therapy when you perform and now it's like what do you do with that creative like there's nothing to do with it no and the people in your life are like I don't know about you, but in the past, pre-pandemic, whatever, if I tried to run a bit by my wife, it's fucking awful. Like yeah. I go, I go, I got this idea about such and such. And she's like, yeah, there's no, I don't see anything funny about that or you. And why are you still doing this? And, <laughs> and then I go and try it on stage and it's like, it worked, you know, so working it out at home. It ain't, it just, I did a show just not too long ago with Dave Attell in Fairfield, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. an outdoor show and it was like I had a bit that I was like so excited to try oh. and I did it and it was like such a blue like such a, a a worthless boner of a feeling that it was just like I went through it at Fairfield exactly yeah. thought I came up with the whole thing and I even fucking had them play music like it, <laughs> there was music playing and I was trying to do this thing about dancing and it bombed so bad and I'm like and it was about no exaggeration, 30 degrees out. I was freezing up the pit dark. And I'm like, this is a nightmare. Yeah. It is. You can literally hear a stream in the back, like trickling. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, they were laughing because I was just like, this is, this is the end. <laughs> like, this will make me take my life. This situation right now, being in a, under a hill in the back of a fucking field in. Um, <laughs> And it's, I'm like this. So I've been working on, because I'm shaking. I'm freezing cold. I can't see one person in lawn chair. There was only 20 people and they were in lawn chairs and freezing. They were all like yeah. bundled up. And I'm like, there's nothing worse. I mean, it's just, someone should just shoot me. Just doesn't it, doesn't it make you think about the hell shit gigs that we've had to do and be like, I, I would. I'm, we're back to doing open mics and even you Otiel, like performing outside in these small venue it's you go back to the the hell you went through when yeah. you were starting out or when you it just brings all of that back um, but at least i can like you know with musicians i feel bad for you guys because we can work all that out in a rehearsal room in fact the more time we have away from the audience yeah. And then we come out and just hit them with it. But you guys, it, it, you need the audience to work it out. And that's like, wow. I thought we were so like interactive dependent, but you guys are really like super. It's just symbiosis. Well, I, I thought of something recently. I was like, maybe we should get a group of like five or six comics every week on a Zoom or even every twice a week to try out material and help each other because wow. we're all going to come back to this situation in March, April, when things open up and be like, I have nothing to talk about. Like literally I have no material. Yeah. That's a, gr 
It's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, and it, it would help so much because, and I don't know about you, but I found myself like the critic back to the critic to not think about my wife being at the hospital during like the, the heat of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And to not think about the gigs getting canceled email after email being like, Oh, this one's closed. This one's closed. I, I had to like, my critics, like I got other shit for you to freak out about. If you want, like you want to go deep, you want to go back into the past and yeah. went fucking deep. I know. And, and it was like, all right, well maybe this is where the material is because you know what? Like this has nothing to do with COVID. It's got nothing to do with anything but me. It's not Trump hack orange jokes or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not politics shit. It's me. And I think that watching you, like we've talked about it a ton, how that's really the way you have to go is just deeper and deeper and deeper into yourself. Which is really hard right now because it's pretty dark. Like (laughs) normally you can make shit funny, but like I'll say things and the audience is like, oh my God, are you? (laughs) It's really dark. Like I went for therapy, things got so bad. My therapist suggested I go for equine therapy with a fucking horse. This is totally true. So I, she was like, you need trauma therapy. And I'm like, with a horse? What does the horse just (laughs) kick you in the back of the head? (laughs) I wish. I knew he was going to say something. (laughs) I wish it did, but I'm not kidding. I paid for this. And I actually stood in front of a horse which had an enormous heart on. I don't, have you ever seen, <laughs> talk about traumatic. I was like, I'm going to be raped by a horse. It, it was, <laughs> this thing was so, it was this, it was, it was a wiffle bat. That's not even, <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. It was like, I almost threw a ball at it. You know what I mean? It was so, so and then ball. the horse is like, has crud in its eyes and and shit all over it and i never i haven't been around a horse in so long but they're enormous like they're huge <laughs> there this was a huge horse with a huge dick out and its leg was bleeding this is all supposed to help me with trauma i think a bug bit its leg and there's blood going down the horse's leg <laughs> and then she, the woman's like she was so butchy i mean she makes me look like you know fucking Farrah Fawcett. She was like, you want to stand in front of the horse and just look at it and have it mirror you? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, the horse will take on your emotions and just mirror what's going on. So I literally stood in front of this huge creature with a dick out, with a bleeding leg, and it was just looking at me like, what the fuck are we? We both were like, why? What the fuck are we doing here? Jesus Christ. <laughs> And it didn't mirror what nothing there was. It was just, I guess it did. Cause it was dead inside. It literally was just looking at me like it had no emotion. Oh my God. And I had to pay $200 for that. Like that was supposed to help me with trauma. <laughs> so trauma. And then I've been doing the eye movement thing. Have you ever done that? What's that? It's amazing. This was another suggestion where the therapy, you you go into a scene from your past and the therapist goes like this with her finger. (laughs) So my eyes were like, you're supposed to reprogram your brain. Like I almost had a seizure. Now all I'm thinking about is this time when my parents were pulling my arms on a staircase. My mother was on the bottom. My dad was on the top. Like, come with me. Like That's how I felt my whole life. So the, the scene didn't go away. I felt dizzy from the eye movement. And then she literally, this is not a joke. It sounds like I'm, she handed me a bongo and she had a bongo between her legs. And I I wanted to be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're, I have to play this. And she's like, let's just start playing. And so I'm to seal the, to seal the new vision. What? I swear to God. So we both started playing a bongo and then she took, she's like, do you, do you like citrus or um, like a, like it's more of like a, a jasmine. I'm like a citrus. I like citrus. So she put citrus under my nose with masks on. We're doing this. Oh my this God. I, I feel more stressed out than I ever have. <laughs> I think they need to microdose you first before you do that. <laughs> I was like, am I on a sheet of acid? Right? Is this even happening? I'm playing bongos with this woman with huge tits with a mask on who's putting her finger at me. And I'm picturing my parents pulling my arms in our house in the Berkshires. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. 
She's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, anxious. I'm, I'm so anxious right now. <laughs> so I thought I was maybe going to be okay until you pull the bongos out. I'm like, what the hell is this now? I've done all these different things. I did breath work. I paid hundreds for that where I laid down and you breathe only through your mouth. I was so thirsty. I was like, <gasps> breathing through my mouth. And then at the end, right when you're done, they get, this is, people are going to think I'm making this up. I got on my knees and took a tennis racket. She gave me a wood tennis racket and I started slamming a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling at my father. Wow, there's some new characters that I Jessica are a dick. You <laughs> also, and then like I cut the whole part of my hand because I did it so hard. With the, oh it is insane. This is what I've been doing to try to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. In retrospect, the hard the the hard horse doesn't sound that crazy. The after. <laughs> I don't know. I, it was the first, like, I didn't even see the horse, which is a nor. I mean, you know how big horse, I saw the dick. Like, the first thing I saw was the dick. Like That's one of those big red cheater wiffle bats, like where you always hit a home run? It was a no. I could have dug, like, an entire city with that. It was <laughs> enormous. It's, I noticed that before the horse. Jesus That's how big it is. It's, That's it, amazing. Did you guys ever watch that video of the woman blowing the horse? On <laughs> no. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That was the first thing I looked up when I got Netscape. When I, you know when you used to get the free <laughs> CD of internet? That was what I did. I, I was 100 hours on AOL of horse boners. And it was, yeah, I, women bang. Women fucking blow horses all yeah, the time. You can't unsee some things. And I just am like... So what got me into stand-up was that clip. A guy that would send us, you know, he would group text... You know, you open your email, you're like, oh, wow. I just had a time, like, dude, please don't do it. Take me off. <laughs> well, I can't. Oh, I know things I've seen where it's just traumatizing forever. I'll never get the vision out of my head. Jess's, Jess grew up in a house where her mom was a therapist inside the house hotel. Hmm. Yeah, clients in the basement my whole life. Um. She's an art therapist at first, so they would just she would have people over and they would all make sculptures and like tinfoil and fucking draw themselves. Art therapy is good. Just kind of, I look at what it does for my son. My son's like, you know, I mean, he's a five year old boy, so he's yeah. just wild like I was. But with art, he'll actually he'll center and like sit there for hours it's the only thing i've seen him like focus for hours yeah. and, and be like psyched about it you know right but when you're a teenager like i would just get high out of my mind and sit on the stairs where it's a basement and just fucking crack up and, <laughs> like she'd have couples come in and like have them say you know so what i hear you saying is i don't compliment you enough <laughs> and then it's like, I just don't feel like he really means it. And I'm just high out of my mind eating chips. Just fucking listening to these people's problems. <laughs> They're working on uh, reading his needs, her needs. Yeah. <laughs> Jess is undoing Oreos. Fucking sitting on the steps. <laughs> I'm just staring at the cream and the Oreo for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think after like all this stuff and the horse and the bungalow, I'd be like, you know, I'm not so crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm okay. I think. <laughs> That's the best part is once you're okay with not being okay, everything's fucking cream cheese from there, man. You know, so freeing to yeah. just, I'm not okay. And it'll always be, I mean, I will never be okay no matter what I do. And it's okay. Like I'm okay with that. I mean, I think we're all realizing that, like, if you're okay, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Yes. If, if world peace broke out, okay, maybe I'd be okay. Part of me wouldn't because I'd be like, I don't trust it. <laughs> you, know? But, uh, you know, the way things are now, how in the hell am I supposed to be okay? Get out of here. And it's going to take way longer than we're alive for things to even be remotely okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Pre pandemic. I mean, to me, I, I felt that way in the dead center of the Obama years, right? So yeah. I'm just like, the world is... Well, even comedy started to get, like, I mean, 
it wasn't as fun and it wasn't, you know, pre pandemic. Yeah. I was, got, it was, it was just the, 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 uh, the liberal, you know, like the ultra, ultra, ultra liberal people with everything offending you and the triggering and the uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I wish a word triggered me. Do you know how much I wish hearing a word or seeing a word and, and, ha and that's what triggered me. I'm triggered from the second I open my eyes and <laughs> I go to bed and I'm triggered while I'm sleeping. Cause I'm having nightmares. <laughs> it's not one time. I don't feel triggered. It's crazy. It's, it's just nuts. And it's you're. I mean, it's all, this whole thing is hopefully giving everybody a minute to kind of just fucking sit with yourself and be like, all right, all right. Everything's bent and dented and crushed. And we just have to fucking live out our days without, you know, eating a fucking live human or something, you know, I just miss the hang. I miss so much of like just seeing you running into you. Like that stuff was so, that's the thing I think that has made me very, uh, appreciative or nostalgic or sad or whatever about like what we can't do. I miss the performing, obviously I miss the jokes, but in our crossings, like seeing you and catching up that filled the tank, you know? Yeah. It's very hard to not hang out and be around your peers. And it's like another family and the people you could be totally honest with. You always feel seen and heard and like that you're not alone. That's what we were talking about before. I mean, it's so important. You got to get those zooms going because think of what it's done for us, Mike. Like literally this podcast has saved it. It's kept my sanity and the relationship around it and getting to like interact with so many people, even though it's just like this, mm -hmm. that's the time I laugh the most. And I mean, I laugh at my kids and my wife too, but you know, it's just, I'll take any, I'll take the virtual hang if that's all I can get. Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at Smartwool. For more than 25 years, Smartwool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They're here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. I, I, I think that's really important. I just have to find out who Mike likes and doesn't like. Respect <laughs> <laughs> and get, because I don't want to ask like Joe Schmo. He's like, oh, fuck, Joe Schmo's on. <laughs> Material. So we have to talk about that. But I think we really should do that. because And Mike and I write well together. So yeah. I... I think it's so it's the, honestly, it's the only way I'm going to be able to, to make stuff work. It's going to be a long winter. And, and I kind of think about like what the hell, when it does go back to the club, I mean, the clubs we do are uh, reverse hospitals. Like these are like, the most <laughs> <laughs> they're COVID pits. <laughs> everything's wrong with them no escape no windows one bathroom for forty-eight thousand people yeah everyone's screaming <laughs> yeah that's the thing about being on stage and having a crowd laugh in your direct a slow like gas chamber it's like the most fun death sentence we're just in a firing line of people like exhaling at us and all we have is a brick wall behind us there's nowhere for us to go have you done the cellar in the booth? No. Tell me about it. Have you? I haven't done. Th there's a there's a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with a tell at and in Long Island, and I I almost crashed into seventeen cars on the way home. <laughs> First of all, I couldn't see through the plastic because it was so dirty, and it was the show was outside, so there was like steam. So I was oh. like, I was like. <laughs> So where are you from? Like, I'm standing behind this fucking... You're like a fucking cactus in a greenhouse. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? I, it kept fogging up, and then it was dirty. It looked like someone jizzed, like fucking, like the horse jizzed all over. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it was so depressing. I'm like, are you guys okay watching me in a tank right now? Like, is <laughs> if I, I would... 
I would laugh because I felt horrible for the person. Like, it looks like the boy in the bubble. Remember that movie? Yeah, from- totally. It's literally, it looked like I had a problem, like a sickness, <laughs> and I was just put in this tank. And- you're, like, <laughs> fucking, you're like a circus attraction that, like, fell off the truck. Yeah, it's. I, ju- I felt like I was in an aquarium. <laughs> like, do you imagine if someone just started dropping like little fish in the in the things, like just to feed me during? The- it was so depressing and embarrassing, and I felt bad that the. Well, I felt bad for the audience because I felt like they felt bad for me. Like I should wear a helmet in there. It was so. Oh my god, it's so dystopian, man. Like this whole oh thing. God. Sometimes I'm driving my kids. I look in the back seat and they got their masks on, and I'm just like, it's like a seven you know. hi-fi after the end of the world movie. It's like, ah. I think I said it on the podcast. I I saw a woman tell her kid that he wasn't going back to school at a Target, and the kid like had a complete meltdown. He went running up to her with a lunchbox and was like, "Can I get this for first day of school?" And she's like, paying attention. She's like looking at a Keurig or whatever the fuck, and she goes. There, there, there's not going to be a first day of school. You're not going back to school. Like frustrated about like the shutdown. And he was like, what? <laughs> like in the middle of the place. And he just starts bawling. And I was like, lady, good job. You're fucking dope. You just made your kid cry. He's got COVID <laughs> tears leaking all over the place. It's, it's really depressing. It's awful. It is. Like yeah. my daughter around my mother-in-law who got COVID and she was around her last week. And now we were honest with the school. And even though she's negative, my daughter's negative. We had two tests done. She can't go for, for a week and a half. She can't go back to school uh, because she was around it. Yeah. And she's just home now. And it's like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I know. And then it's like this week's going to be Black Friday after Thanksgiving. You know that people are going to be going shopping and like crawling over each other at fucking yeah. Walmarts and shit. <laughs> Please. You know what I'm saying? You know that's going to happen. Because you know how many people don't, a lot of people don't give a shit. I know. The problem. It's insane. There's two, there's two, like, I feel like there's two populations in this country right now, literally. And both very strongly believe in what they believe in. It's insane. It really is. I think there's three, actually. <laughs> but deadheads the two well the two on the polar opposite sides are just like you know yeah and then there's yeah. the common sense people the handful of us in the middle that are looking at both sides going like you fucking ding dongs like just 20 percent, i'd say 20 30 yeah it's like 30 i think we're like 30 we're in thirds in the country yeah third vote left third vote right and third are like screw both of y'all like y'all are all full of shit you know it's fucking crazy. Yeah, that I, mean, was, I was in a farmer's market the other day, which is outside, obviously. It was like just they were selling. I was looking at like hemp oil and this guy turned around. He's like, could you please stay six feet from me? And I'm like, oh, my God, dad. Like, I, 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 I first of all, I'm like, why are you yelling at me? I, I think I'm four feet. I don't have a tape measure. Like, I'm doing the best I can right now. <laughs> Um, I'm Canadian. I'm measuring in meters. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I've seen some, I've seen the opposite Jess too, where like I was at Costco and a woman, older woman wearing like seven masks, right? <laughs> her masks had masks. It was like those Russian dolls that fit into each other. Like her masks all had. And, uh, then some guy walked by with a mask around his neck, not wearing it or like, a. uh, bandana or whatever and well, she goes a hole there you never know if he was like i need to wear a mask oh. <laughs> i need to protect my neck <laughs> i get covid in my throat he uh he didn't have it on and she goes can you please put your mask on and he goes can you please mind your fucking business and just like went about his... and i was like wow i'm like this is yeah. gonna get ugly yeah it goes from zero to a thousand there's no middle anymore of anything I feel like people like that, though, like, <clears throat> I'm not going to get in a fight in a store because I feel like one of these people is going to pull out a gun and just shoot me because I said something about a mask. Yeah. So it's like, okay, <clears throat> either I'm just not going to go to the store, mm-hmm. just not deal with it, like get Instacart or whatever, mm-hmm. and just don't deal with it at all, or go out there and, and you know, 
take your best shot because some people they just what are you gonna do what are you gonna do with these people man there's not, there's just a very large group of people who do not want to be told what to do i mean they they the thing that amazes me is they're, they're they argue with not wearing a mask but then they feel like they can tell someone if they should have an abortion or not <laughs> yeah. the other day that's amazing it's a good point um don't tell me what to do with my body don't tell me to, what to do with my life don't tell me i need to wear a mask but you cannot get an abortion if you were fondled at 12. Yeah. like it just is unreal to me i just feel like people have literally lost their mind like there's very there's no common sense and it's just crazy it's naked tribalism really because yeah. you can't uh when you can no longer use logic mm-hmm. and that's all you have is just this like tribal affiliation whether it's nationalistic or religious or racial or whatever however you're like putting it together in your head it's like well wow i just i don't know how you talk about trying to heal and reconcile the nation like you can't reconcile with people like that that are that tribal you know I know. Where is the peace going to come in? Like, where is the serenity and peace going to come in? After the uh, after the war happens <laughs> and everything settles oh, down. No. I mean, you know, it just when did we ever have it? You know. Yep. <clears throat> after the bottom, like we, yeah. I keep thinking it's the bottom, and it's not. Mm-mm. No, and then you turn on the news, and Giuliani's hair's melting down his face, and fucking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, I missed, I missed one day of news yesterday, right? I don't know. I guess I was, must have been having a good day. <laughs> wow, all the things that I saw after this one day, I was like, what's going on? Hold on Dude, a minute. Someone get feces on both sides. <laughs> weird. Giuliani looked like a dollar store birthday candle, just like <laughs> melting. I mean, he's always got that Adams family look, but then. It's like with that stuff, it just was like on 10. I was, I was like, surprised. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating fucking balls up there. It, it's just so the, the, the chapters of this year. It's You can't keep up. It's just ama- like the whole like a fly landed on Pence's head for like 45 minutes during the fucking. And it's just like. Amazing! Like this shit is so fucking amazing. Always happened, or is God like playing a trick? Like is God just like pranking us? If God's not a comedian. I know. I forget it, and no one will ever convince me that God is not a woman and a comedian. <laughs> I know it's so. I mean, even doing the press conference at that player, like <laughs> the landscape. <I'm> like- <laughs> The four seasons, four seasons lawn care or whatever the fuck. Oh man, my buddy, a friend of mine, Jeff Kasky, sent me a text. It was him, and he's sitting in his car outside of a Walgreens, and he goes, "About to have my press conference at the W." You know? <laughs> the big the W. w. Walgreens. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like good one, dude. <laughs> what have I'm you been? Something else. I'm not kidding. Like and now, um. Some of these actors, like these J-list actors, I'm not going to call them D-list, they're J-list. R-list actors. (laughs) They're they're speaking out and like Trump is retweeting. I'm like, where is someone's common sense? Like, look like Randy Quaid or Dennis Quaid, whichever one. Which one? It's Randy Quaid. It's insane what he's saying and Trump is retweeting it. Yeah. It's like... Like Tim you- Allen said something too about communism and <laughs> Oh, I know Tim Allen. Well, there he's in that whole group of comics who are just fucking loaded and like don't want their money taken away. It's unreal. None of it makes any sense. It's just crazy. <laughs> I had to take all I had to take social media off my phone, off my cuz I was just laying there. I'd wake up and it was just it was bad. It was bad. I had to stop hearing what the world thought for a couple months. You know? Yeah, you're. I'm looking at what Scott Bayo said, and it's affecting the fucking day. <laughs> Who cares what Scott Bayo thinks? I'm fucking like, Joni loves chachis. Tweeting, and you're, <laughs> it's like ruining your day. Um, yeah, like at the end, I read it in the morning. At the end, and I am fucking Scott Bayo. How dare? <laughs> why am I even thinking about that? I can barely function. 
Like I fucking Charles isn't in charge of shit. <laughs> I was talking to my phone. I'm like, I don't care what you think, Alyssa Milano. I was like, oh my God, check your stuff, dude. Just turn it off. Walk away. Walk Hilarious. Away. Why do I have to look at her? Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's so stupid. What are you doing? What are you doing at home? Are you doing anything fun? Like for a while, I started putting like my left contact in my right eye and vice versa just to mix it up a little bit. Are you doing anything fun and exciting? Any witchcraft or? Um, I've started going in the bathroom in my kitchen. That's been fun. <laughs> my daughter does that. <laughs> in the sink or on the floor or in the trash? Floor up at. That the kids can slip on it. Nice. Um. <laughs> That's why they do it so I can slip on it. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not into like home projects. It's just so <laughs> too depressing. I, I bought a treadmill. Um, that I, I, I'm gonna start using. I hope. It's it's like a fold up treadmill. Like I have to look at it. Start doing something, but I I'm very impressed with people who are like gardening and making bread. Like I'm just negative. I don't do stuff that's self care like that. Nah, fucking bread is having a day, huh? Everyone's making bread. It's reverse. It's reverse Atkins out here. Everybody's a fucking bread baker. Yeah, a lot of people I know have blown up. I mean, there's there's people are really. Yeah, getting heavy. Just gonna kill it like these. Some of these places when this thing is over. Yeah. I gave myself uh, a rip in hemorrhoid in the beginning of uh, COVID <laughs> on an exercise bike because, like, the thing was when you're just alone and you don't want to watch the news or think about what's going on. Like, you take the news. Remember, everybody knew everything, so they were like, "Get your lungs strong." And don't take elderberry. So, like, I started, like, I threw all my elderberry at, at, in the river. And then I started riding uh, an exercise bike, but I would lift weights at the same time. Oh, boy. To try to, like, oh, dude. And I popped a, a, a fucking little Advil on my on the outside of my ass. <laughs> and it hurt. I've never had one before. Have you ever had one, Jess? Yes. I've, I've, they're so fucking painful. It's like oh my God. stabbing your asshole. Totally. <laughs> it, was like my, it was like an exorcism. And then sometimes it's so itchy. Like, I just want to put, like, a starving cat. <laughs> and just put tuna or something and just have go at it. Fucking claw at it. It's the most itchy. There's no... You just want to put a mouse in your ass and put three starving cats? Claws. Claws. Like, fucking... Like, like feral. A cheese grit. Like anything. And then it's... It's... <laughs> <laughs> it gets so itchy. I know. And I know. It goes in your eyeballs. Like it's the kind of pain where it's just like you literally feel it through your entire body. I would sit there and just like scratch my butthole like while my wife was talking to me like I was a three year old kid. <laughs> she was like, dude, you have got And I was just like, oh, like shake, like, you know, like when a dog kicks its leg at its own head it when you scratch it. Oh, when you scratch an, an anal itch. It, it, oh. I'd rather that than see my kid get born. I mean, that is <laughs> the fucking most amazing feeling. I love going into the bathroom and just sniffing that in. <laughs> I have no shame. And then no. I, leave, I go back to the people that I'm with, and I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> when there was a toilet paper shortage, I just went for 40 grit sandpaper. Uh, oh, uh, best feeling. You know, we kept saying, "Man, we need a house with a bidet." Oh yeah, this toilet paper thing really lasts like this, like this event. But you how? Know, I, I mean, does does it shoot hard? Is it like a power washer? Because I take some serious dumps. Like, is it just? I picture it being like a like a like a a water fountain at like an expensive Vegas hotel. I need like a good flow. No, I think you could. I think it's got some pressure. We actually, we just moved into a new house, and this house has one in the master bathroom. Really? Got so much toilet paper now. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, I think they do have. You know, from what I recall, Europe and Japan, yeah, they have some. Boom. You know those. You know those like carnival games when like you shoot the water gun and the clown's nose 
like balloons up and pops like i need a, a bidet so hard that that's what it does to my dick like it just turns into like a big balloon that's how hard of a bidet shot i need i go through like multiple baby wipes and toilet paper every time i, I sh- i'm responsible for a lot of like clogs <laughs> that should be the name of your new dvd <laughs> I'm responsible for a lot of clogs. I'm a baby wipe guy. Yeah. This podcast is good. <laughs> comes a time for I have the hand thing in the shower that you can is very powerful that you can clean in there. But uh, nice. sometimes it's too intense for me because it brings up so many feelings. <laughs> like, whoa, this is a, really a lot. Just, you get a little too clean. It's too, it's too good it's too it's like i talked about how i um don't care about myself enough to buy a really nice vibrator this is totally true i have the magic wand that looks like the horse's dick and it plugs into the wall and it literally i can barely get to my bed with it like i'm laying back like like it's (laughs) it's barely and this thing is so powerful my clip fell off in 84 it's unbelievable it's like it's a it's a it's a you have a prosthetic now (laughs) i mean i could i could like fix manholes with it it's powerful and i you know there's because there's some women who will like be like i want a purple one and a pink one and the racket and i just have never cared about myself enough to buy a new vibrator because that's such a self-care thing to do and this company just sent me like 15 really Yes, it's so crazy. I have a I have a box of them in the other room. Well, They've Christmas is coming, day, so haven't they? They got some new stuff now, don't they? God, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Are they Bluetooth now yet? <laughs> there's one with the um, there's one that there's two that you can wear in your panties. <laughs> Oh, just like at work, so nobody knows you're exercising. Well, can you imagine? I'm on stage. I'm like, how are you guys doing? <laughs> you start nibbling on the mic. Yeah, is anyone celebrating? Out? <laughs> how long have you two been? <laughs> yeah, I'm at a shiva. I'm like, some sort of. Unbelievable. Wonder Woman. (laughs) Yesterday's podcast was my favorite one. (laughs) This one really, and we had a doozy yesterday, but this one takes the cake. (laughs) It's the best. We need this. Who was it with yesterday? Richard Simmons? Who was on your (laughs) Satan. We had the devil. Is he still alive? I knew, I swear to God, I knew one of you were going to say that because he's missing. Isn't that crazy? He's been missing for a long time. I'm not kidding. Like, no, I don't know where he is. What do you mean? It's all like it's a, on Twitter, people talking about it. No one's seen him for years. Really? Yeah, he used to be around in LA a lot and, you know, go to all these places and people would see him. And now for like a couple of years, he's just, I don't think he's left his house. Wow. No kidding. Long, way before COVID. Yeah. Maybe he... Maybe, if we could find him oh my God. on the podcast podcast and bring you back, Jessica. Yeah. Four of us. I'll wear a headband and just act really feminine. <laughs> Yo, maybe he comes back and that's what solves everything. You should try to get him back. <laughs> yeah, Richard Simmons. Let's finding Richard Simmons. Let's do let's Ooh, that's got Netflix documentary written all over it. Finding Richard Simmons. As long as there's some weird alligator lady that killed her husband in the story, then it'll sell. Wow. Did you watch Tiger King at the beginning of this thing, Jess? No, I didn't get into it. Yeah. I should, but I I never miss much. My wife was like, we tried because, you know, you just heard so much about it. And uh, I think she went in ahead of me one episode. She was like, man, I'm just sorry. Like, this this is depressing. I don't think this is funny. You know, like, <laughs> not funny. Yeah, that's how I am. It's hard to, you know, it's just, I'm pretty, like, a big critic. When I heard Shit's Creek is amazing. I haven't watched Very, it. very funny. Eugene Levy, anything he does is oh. amazing. Uh, his son is in it, too, which is, he's very, very talented, too. They're awesome. Um did you do a show recently with uh, Rachel Feinstein? 
Yeah, Rachel and I did a um, call a show called We're Not Okay. Um, <laughs> we're doing it on Sunday nights at 8.30 on Zoom. And it was so much fun because we didn't do stand-up. We literally, we'll have you on for you to be perfect for it. We literally just talked about why we're not okay and things that uh. us in our lives and showed pictures of like different times when we weren't okay. <laughs> and then we did some character stuff. Like we do these old Jewish ladies, you know, they're called the Yentas. And we both, um, and we both just kept laughing at each other. So it was like, it totally didn't work because we could not stop laughing. Cause Rachel was just in the screen, like, where am I? Like I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I love that. Though. It reminds me of the old Carol Burnett show when Harvey and Tim and they would all try to crack each other up and Tim would always win. That shit is was to me the funniest thing I have ever seen on television was that and old Saturday Night Live. But when when do you remember the dentist scene? I think I asked you this, Mike, year like a long time. You've got to see you'll have to watch it again. When when um Tim Conway plays the dentist and keeps shooting himself with Novocaine. <laughs> Fucking funny. <laughs> he keeps going for Harvey and then shooting himself and he's like, oh, and, it, and he's just crying laughing. Like he can't stop laughing at him. That's amazing. Harvey was so great on that. Harvey in Blazing Saddles and in History of the World is also pinnacle you know don't forget the shake oh piss boy they just harvey <laughs> man harvey wow. who was your favorite out of the old snl crew jess was there like one that you looked at like this is she's the greatest or he's the greatest i mean i was a huge john belushi fan huge chris farley fan um but gilda radner was my idol yeah uh, i mean i i'm in touch with lorraine newman on Twitter, like she's reached out to me, which is insane. I I love all the women that were on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I mean, and I also laughed at stuff that wasn't from that long ago, like you know Debbie Downer and all these. Oh yeah. I I don't laugh a ton of it at, at now because I just I, I don't care that it's political sometimes, but I just they they didn't they stopped being silly, and the silly was what made me laugh. Like the sillier, the funnier to me. Yeah. Well, you're always saying, always be silly. That's like your, like, and that's what's important. And I think that's something that's so great about your standup too, is that like, you, there's a couple, there's a, there's a handful of comics that I'm honored to know that are able to, you've, 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 you've like, uh, reached that peak in the, in the journey where you're not rattled. It's almost like you, uh, relish in the awkward pauses and the people making faces and you're able to m not shit on them but make them part of it in a good loving way and now we're all having a better time because of it yeah thank you i mean some uh, lately i've just been hysterically laughing at people when i look at their stupid faces it's like i'll look at someone that looks so serious and concerned and i just I, I swear i start laughing and i'm like i am so grateful i'm not you like this is hilarious to me like let <laughs> so hard it looks so serious it's okay just let go you know so many people don't let go it's yeah sad. that's the one good thing i think about like letting go is like you said it's like the most freeing feeling mm -hmm. there's absolutely no reason to feel good right now <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's probably uh crazy people Crazy people have an easier time letting go. Yeah. Also, I think it was a, a documentary about, I think, a Native Americans and rock and roll or something like that. And they were talking about sometimes you have to go back to these two Native American guys were talking about sometimes you have to go back to the old ways to and the old land to lose your mind. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, you just need to lose the parts of your mind that you need the least or that are working against you, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like making it into a positive. And I was like, yeah, man, that's the letting go part that's good. And I think us crazy people could do that easier because we're like, screw it. <laughs> you know, like, I know, fuck it. You know, like, <laughs> we're just a little bit more bold. My yeah. sister and I constantly have the conversation that like, wouldn't it be so easy to be like, I just wish we were assholes. Like, I just wish we didn't care. Yeah. I mean, it's just sometimes I'm so envious of people who are so 
like just blatantly selfish and blatantly like mm-hmm. blinders on, like get out of my way. I can't do it. I literally can't walk by someone that like yeah, if, I, if you wait long enough, you see him pay the tab for that. That's the thing for like, you know, yeah. I'd rather go ahead and do it this way. I never take revenge. I just wait, and then I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> check, please." Yeah, yeah it's true. Karma is a boomerang. That's so true, though. It's I'm I'm I see everything. I always have. I mean, most artists are like that. No matter yeah. what, we, most of us see everything. And that's why we're good with crowds, and we can read the audience, and we can, you know, it's just. Uh, but I wish I didn't, because there's a lot of people right now that don't see anything. You're right; they just walk with blinders on, and they're they're functioning. I mean, it's it's a it's a not a great way to live because you don't really enjoy life or feel anything, and there's not a ton of passion. But it's amazing to see, like the, even yesterday on the news, they said like over one million people flying for the thanksgiving holiday and it's like to me that's like they showed a map of all the planes going and 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 like you couldn't see the united states because it was just covered in planes going in different directions and i'm like i can't like i'm flipping out to like go get gas you know what i mean they're defiant don't tell me what to do hey we're almost one of them man both my mom and jess's mom hadn't seen our kids in forever and uh so we're like okay you know and then I was just like, this is when everybody's flying. Like, if you're going to fly, like, this is the worst time to fly, like, when everybody. And so finally, everybody just on the same day was like, yeah, let's not do this. It was weird. Her parents, <laughs> mine, me, her. When I came to her, she said her sister had come to her, and it was just all on the exact same day. Everybody's like, yeah, bad idea. Let's not do it. Yeah. Yeah. No Thanksgiving this year. No. Pizza and uh <laughs> pizza and, and, and photo albums of bad times. Yeah, but we got our people here at home. I mean, the three of us are lucky. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. We have love a loved one. Or loved ones, you got a dog too. The the people that have to be alone. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Yeah, I know. I think about that too, Jess. Imagine if this happened like early, early on in stand up careers. When it's like yep. windowless apartment in the basement of a building in Brooklyn or some shit, and you can't get home because you don't have money or it's not safe, and you have to just be there. Like, there's so many fucking people going through this way worse than we are, and artistically have nothing going on. Meaning they they are starting out exactly. So they're, they're doing open mics or like there's nothing to look forward to when this, because when this ends, it's really more of the work is going to go to people like us who have, you know, are in the clubs and whatever. It's, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being like a brand new artist right now. I got a friend uh, down here. He's a younger guy, 26 years old. He was telling me about uh, three people that he knew all twenties, like mid somewhere in their 20s that all committed suicide recently i know it's bad they were at that point they were either in classical music or something where like you know there's no like you can't do it at all and you know financially i mean just they were just in, i thought my god just that's crazy 20s like wow wow it, it's meant- bad right now with suicide and ODing and oof i know oh, yeah indeed yeah my friends my friend's son did jesus christ my friend patty it's horrible yeah we got to be there for people that's Mm -hmm. the best we can do i guess right and that's why we keep putting out content and jess you're incredible at putting out more more and more content and Mm -hmm. it's so nice to see your face and um can you please tell everybody that's listening like where they can find you so if they need a laugh, I did your podcast relatively sane and I had a blast. Is it do- the podcast is great? It's such a fun listen. Starting a new one um, called the Disgusting Hawk because that's what a um, a YouTuber in in England when I was on the Bonfire podcast was calling me a disgusting hog, but it sounded like disgusting hawk, so it became like this huge thing that I'm called the hawk, and it's hilarious. And um, <laughs> and I had. Instagram at Jesse Kirsten, J-E-S-S-Y-K-I-R-S-O-N. And then JessicaKirsten.com is my website. People can find my stuff on there. Yeah, Love you so much. Checking out your podcast. I need I haven't laughed this hard 
and thank you for that. We'll crack up from the thank you. No, you should listen because the one with him is hysterical. It's there's so many funny ones, and then there's some deep ones about depression and anxiety and. Yeah. Mm. We need both of those. We got to be able to laugh at, I mean, not laugh, but laugh at ourselves and at least be like, yeah, I'm busted up. So let's try to figure out how to goof around about it and get through the other end knowing you're not alone and it's okay to not feel okay. Yes. You're the best. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. Love you too. Thank you everybody for listening and go check out Jessica and uh, stay safe. We love you. Peace. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.